Oh yeah. Welcome to the Walks with Dad podcast. The little rock and roll intro. It's Tuesday. Again, we made it another week. Uh, I think I counted this week how many episodes we're at. I think we're 15. Episode 15. That's pretty good. Season 1. We're walking today instead of riding. It's freaking nice finally. And uh, looking forward to talking to you tonight. So here we go. Uh, I heard a great story this week about this guy named Dean Stop. And Dean set the world record for biking from the long biking the longest road uh, in I don't know the longest road in, I don't know if it's the world or America or whatever so he biked from the tip of South America all the way to Prudhoe Bay in Alaska and set the world record doing it and uh, his story is pretty cool. He was uh, Royal Forces Special Ops guy, equivalent to like SEAL Team Six in our military, is what he was in the British Special Forces, and he's in the military for 16 years, and was on a jump. And he got hung up out of the airplane uh, on his, obviously, his last jump. And uh, basically tore all the muscles and ligaments in his left leg, all the supporting muscles. And uh, basically the British Army said, "Uh, thanks, we don't need you anymore. And uh, you're on your way. So... He gets uh, out of the out of the service, and he's doing his recovery, and he gets into some uh, security work, which is cool, but uh, feels his adrenaline rush, but takes him way away from his family. Uh, his wife sat him down and said, "Listen, you've been gone twenty, or you've only been home twenty-one out of." 365 days this year so uh, we need to make a change so uh, his wife was doing property development in uh, in Britain somewhere and uh, he bought a bike off Amazon and rode it back and forth to work eight miles each way and after a few months of this uh, about halfway through the day, his wife would see that his eyes were glazed over and he was just disconnected from being a property developer. So she asked him what he wanted to do. And he said, well, I've always wanted to break a world record. So she said, well, what do you want to do a world record in? And he said, well, cycling doesn't hurt my knee. So 
Let's look at that. So she found this route from, uh, like I said, from the tip of Argentina all the way to Alaska. And the world record then was 117 days. So they put it all together. Uh, she got him a half a million pound sponsor uh, to do it. And they went out, set out to raise uh, a million pounds for mental health for uh, veterans and kids and, and just anybody. And so off they went uh, and they, he starts out um, from the tip of South Africa or, or Argentina and uh, heads starts heading north. And he's got his wife's with him and he's got a documentary crew and he's got a bike mechanic and a medic. And uh, they're, they're making their way through and uh, about 16 days in, he has to get rid of the medic because he's bullying the documentary team. And he's like, yeah, the last thing I need is having allegations of bullying on my mental health awareness tour. So he, he punts the medic and sends him home. And then uh, they get through all of all of South America and make it up to uh, the United States and his bike mechanic all of a sudden decides he needs to be the project manager and they need to rename the tour after his bike shop because he's starting to see that this guy is going to make it. And he's already set the world record for the fastest time through South America and he's ahead by 14 days. And uh, he gets to uh, close to Del Rio, Texas. Uh, sends his bike mechanic home. Has a buddy in Vancouver come down and in his four-wheel drive and offer to be his bike mechanic. And uh, I'm probably butchering the story, but this is the gist of it. So, uh, so he gets to Del Rio, Texas, and his wife calls him. She says, hey, what do you wear to a royal wedding? And he's like, what? Why are you asking me about that? Uh, she says, well, uh, Prince, whoever married Megan, has asked him to their wedding. And he says, okay, great. And she says, no, I don't think you understand. Uh, for you to finish your deal and finish your ride and make it back for the wedding, you've got to do it in 102 days. So... Uh, he started out in the morning, 14 days ahead, and all of a sudden, in one phone call, he was a day behind. So he's kind of recalculating and figuring out what he's going to do in his head and get to Del Rio, Texas, and the next day is 60 mile an hour winds and tornadoes. So he's pounded uh, for another day. He's down another. So all of a sudden, he's down two days when he was ahead. 14 of, of breaking the world record. So uh, they kind of figure some stuff out, and he starts cycling at night. He's in the United States now. Uh, it's pretty safe at night. In South America, he's only riding from uh, 
dawn to dusk just because of safety. Uh, and he's able to take advantage of nighttime in the United States. And uh, one, of the, one of the big days that he had was in Cheyenne, Wyoming. He had 50 mile an hour tailwind. So he was able to go uh, like 267 miles or something like that in 11 hours. So helped him pick up some time. And then uh, he made it up to Whitehorse and uh, got to, you know, getting up through Canada. And he makes it all the way to Alaska. And he's got just, uh, well, he makes it to Whitehorse. And then Whitehorse, uh, he's on social media and one of his buddies messaged him and said, Hey, this uh, professional cyclist has announced he's going to do this in August, this ride you're doing, and be the first guy to do it in under 100 days. So now he's, he's in White Horse, and uh, he's got to rethink some things because he's like, well, I can't let this guy be the first guy to do it under 100 days. I'm already going to be 102, so what do I have to do to to knock this out in under 100. So uh, they make some adjustments. Uh, they play the wind right. Uh, he's, he says he's playing chess with Mother Nature. And they get to within 30 hours of being in 99 days. And it's, uh, he says, minus 18 centigrade. So whatever that is, butt cold when you're riding a bike is what that is and snowing and he's got a ride he ends up riding 22 hours of the last 30 in snow and freezing cold to uh, not only break the 117 day world record but smash it and then do it in 99 days first guy to ever do it in 99 days and i thought man that's a that's a really cool story and here's what I got out of it. You guys can, you, you might get some different things out of it, but here's kind of what I got out of it is this guy had a goal and he was going to break a world record and he was going to do it in 107 days. Well, the goal really never changed. The world record never changed. The end, the end destination never changed. He still had to get to Prudhoe Bay, Alaska to finish this thing off. And but what happened in the middle was uh, a whole bunch of stuff that he couldn't control. So he couldn't control the tornadoes. Uh, he was invited to the royal wedding, which I guess if you're invited, invited to the royal wedding, you better show up. So he had to figure out how to cut two more days off of his trip in the middle. And then between Texas and Montana, somebody else decides they're going to do it in under 100, so he has to figure out how to do the last, I don't know, third of his trip in three days faster. So he's had same the same goal, which is beat the world record and finish in Alaska. He's had all these changes in the middle, but uh, he never lost sight of the end goal, which was Prudhoe Bay and Here's how I'm going to do it because this is the time I have to do it in. And I thought that was really awesome. And uh, 
it's just kind of like life, like the journey we're on. And we talk about the journey a lot, but I think the end goal, whatever your end goal is, uh, that's really probably not going to change. It might change because you guys are younger, but my end goal isn't going to change. And I'm going to have some opportunities to speed it up, but I'm also going to have some challenges that may slow it down. Uh, but the end is still the same. So I think the secret of how you make that happen is how you face all the, the challenges that could uh, make you miss the royal wedding or enable you to be the first guy to ride his bike from freaking the bottom of the world, just about, to the top of the world in 99 days, which is absolutely amazing to me. If you've ridden a bike much, you would think that's pretty freaking cool. And even if you haven't, just imagine that. Uh, imagine what that would take. So, anyway, my, my lesson today, or what I got out of this was, uh, no matter what it takes, no matter what the opportunity or the stumbling blocks are, uh, finish your finish your deal, get to your goal. And one of the one of the interesting things, one of the ways that he was able to to to, to really get there was, uh, if you look at your goal and say, "Man, I got to work for twenty five more years to be at the end and do what I want to do." And that's pretty daunting. Uh, but what he did was basically he broke his day down into five, four to five training sessions. So he would ride as hard as he could uh, the first two hours of the day, and that would set his average speed for the day. And then he'd take a 30-minute break and eat and fuel, and then he'd take off again. And he'd do that all day uh, from dawn till dusk, and then figured out where he was at and... Uh, when he when he got to the United States, he's 14 days ahead and was feeling pretty good about himself. But then he had to retool and he had to rethink about how he was going to knock, you know, three more days out of it or, uh, to get to 102, and then three more to get to to get to 99. Uh, so, you know, the training sessions were longer or there were more of them, and uh, he had to do some night rides, and he had to ride when it was crappy, and he had to do stuff, he had to ride that bike when he didn't want to get on it, when it was freezing cold, or pitch black, or probably hotter than fire sometimes, so, and in the wind, and you know how I feel about the wind, so, anyway, that's my thoughts about the story tonight, uh, you can check it out. Uh, if you want to know about it, I'll send you the podcast. Shoot me a text. Um, I do have a really great dad joke for you tonight. Uh, so, what is a kidnapper's favorite brand of shoes? Well, I don't know. What is a kidnapper's favorite brand of shoes? White vans. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. So, 
Uh, that's where we're at tonight. Uh, remember, I love you no matter what you do. Uh, I just love you. And if you, uh, same as always, if you know somebody that needs to hear that or just needs a really good dad joke, share the show. And we'll talk to you next week. Uh, I think from Portland, Maine is where I'll be. So uh, we'll catch up with you soon.